You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, and Doc Holiday is solo today. Isaac will be back with us soon. But today is another NBA playoff edition of the Run Pass Option. The Western Conference semifinals starting, the Eastern Conference semifinals are starting, which I say the Elite Eight, as far as the NBA is concerned. Final four in the Western Conference, Final Four. In the Eastern Conference, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more concerned about the Final Four in the Western Conference. Not even just the Final Four, but two particular teams. Not even two particular teams. One particular team and one particular game. Matchup, that's Golden State. The Warriors taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. Game one of the Western Conference semifinals between Golden State and the Memphis Grizzlies was played on Sunday, May 1st, 2022 in FedEx Forum. And let me tell you something, FedEx Forum was rocking. Memphis, the city of Memphis has been rocking the entire weekend, and it was rocking up in FedEx form. But at the end, it was Golden State rocking more than the Grizzlies because Golden State comes in, snatches game one from the Grizzlies, 117 to 116. But I got to tell you this. This was an outstanding basketball game. This was a well-played basketball game by both teams. This was a very entertaining basketball game. This was some high-level basketball played by two teams, a franchise, the Grizzlies trying to make it to what Golden State is. There are multiple NBA championships under their belt, but this was such a good game. Golden State comes out on top 117 to 116, but the Grizzlies kind of had control of the game, especially in the first quarter. They came out balling. The Grizzlies had a 10-point lead at one point. I think at one point we got it up to 13. I say we because we the Grizzlies. John Morant came out straight hooping, came out aggressive, came out way more aggressive than he was against Minnesota simply because, you know, Golden State going to play. They're going to play. They tried to put Gary Payton the second on him, which Gary Payton the second, I got to give it to him. He's good, but John had himself a ball game. 34 points, 10 assists, hit his first two shots, which were threes, knocked him down, and the Grizzlies came out aggressive, feeding off the crowd, played like this big stage, which it is the big stage, because now you really enter the playoffs now against a championship caliber team, a championship caliber franchise. And Ja came out ready to play. But the way the Grizzlies played, having to fight through, see, Golden State, one of them teams, I don't care how much you up. We can't get we, – we, we, we get up on them like we got uh, – uh, Minnesota got – we got down against Minnesota. We can't do that against uh, Golden State because they ain't doing what Minnesota did. But we came out, man. Still had a chance to win it even though Golden State came back. But Clay Thompson, man. Now, you would think – you look at the stat line. Clay Thompson had 15 points. Three or 10 field goals. He didn't play a very good game offensively. He didn't. He gave a lot of effort on defense. But 15 points, three of 10 from three-point range, 30%. He shoots better than that. But 
One throw, three-pointer he hit was the most key three-pointer. He knocked down the go-ahead three-pointer with 36 seconds left that gave them the lead. And the Grizzlies, we still had a chance now. We still had a chance. Down one, 117, it was 116. We call it timeout. Get the ball, I think, 3.6 seconds left. And it was a beautiful play call. It was a beautiful play executed. Get it. Great, beautiful pass to a cutting John Morant. John Morant lays it up at the buzzer, high off the glass, but it goes over the rim. He missed it. Now, he hit a shot like that against Minnesota. But he missed it. And it happens. But, but really, it was just a great ball game, outstanding ball game. And the Grizzlies came up short. And you got to give it to go in the state. Like, like Clay said, they have Steph, them, they have championship DNA. You really can't ever count them out. But it was just a very, very entertaining ball game. And Grizzlies fans, myself included, happy from what we saw out of Jaron Jackson Jr. Job been doing what he's doing. He didn't play that well in that first round playoff series against Minnesota, but he came out game one against Golden State. Job was giant. Ja was jawing. That means he was being Morant. As I said, 34 points, 10 assists. I mean, some of the some of the shots that dude be hitting, man. Just slinkery, like a slinky. He be slinkery. He's slinkery. Some of those shots be, but he has some help from his guy. Jaron Jackson Jr. came out aggressive. Jaron Jackson Jr. straight balled out. Career high 33 points. He hit six threes, had 10 rebounds. He was showing all kinds of energy and effort. But the key, he was able to stay on the court. Wasn't in foul trouble. I mean, he was knocking down big shots. He came up big. And the Grizzlies needed him to come up big because a player that we've been leaning on, Desmond Bain, struggled. He only had nine points. Dylan Brooks only gave us eight points. But Jaron Jackson Jr. with his career high 33 points. Brandon Clark comes off the bench for the Grizzlies, gives us 12 points and nine rebounds. That's just what he does. I was talking to Elliot Perry before the game. We were talking. And it, it, he's right, man. You know, uh, we agree that you can, you can game plan on somebody's offensive skill set, but you can't game plan against energy and effort. Brandon Clark just gives you energy and effort. I don't think they ever run an offensive play for him. He just hustles. He's the most volleyball-playing basketball player in the NBA because he gets his hands on so many balls and bats them away, saving possessions for the Grizzlies, giving the Grizzlies an extra opportunity to score. He does that so many times. He's great at that. But Golden State, just too much for us. Steph Curry finishes with 24 points, 5 of 12 from three-point range. As I said, Clay, 15 points, 3 of 10. Draymond Green, six points and four rebounds. Draymond got kicked out the damn game at the end of the first half. He deserved to get kicked out. Now, I like Draymond Green. He plays hard. He's tough. He's one of those players, like I said, if he doesn't play for your team, you don't like him. But if he plays for your team, you like him and you appreciate everything he does. Now, he got ejected for what he did to Brandon Clark, and it, it was dirty. It was dirty. That was not a basketball play. I don't care what you say, Draymond. I think you hit him in the face first. Then you pulled him down by the front of his jersey. Then when he almost hit the ground, you want to act like you're trying to keep him from falling. You don't want to pull him down. You punched him. You pulled him down by, by his jersey. 
then want to try to act like you're trying to keep him from falling. That was not a basketball play, and you he deserved to get kicked out of the game. And he got kicked out the game. But before he went, of course, he goes up and down the sideline, waving up, you know, waving his hands. He likes to he likes playing the part of the villain. But despite losing Draymond, the Grizzlies still couldn't overcome Golden State. Golden State still able to outlast the Grizzlies and come out with a huge key win on the road. So now they have home court advantage now. But Grizzlies did not have an answer, which no one has had an answer for this dude in about a month or two. That's Jordan Poole for, for Golden State. He comes off the bench. 31 points, nine assists, eight rebounds, five of 10 for three-point range. The 31 points a career high for him. And he puts up those kind of numbers on the day that Clay Thompson is struggling with his shot. And Steph Curry was struggling, struggling with his shot. Steph Curry really didn't have a good offensive game. You look at 24 points, but he missed some shots that he normally hit because every time he lets it go, you think it's going to go in. Klay Thompson hit some, missed some shots, missed some free throws. I was shot, shocked, like, damn, Klay Thompson missing free throws? Something you really don't expect to happen. He missed one free throw, then two in a row. But despite those struggles, Golden State able to get it done. And both teams was just letting that thing go from three-point range. Golden State shot 38 threes, hit 14. Grizzly shot 40 threes, hit 16. But something that the Grizzlies excelled uh, in in that first-round series against Minnesota points in the paint, Golden, Golden State out-painted, pointed us. Out-painted, pointed us. Out-pointed, painted us, however you want to say it. Golden State, 56 points in the paint. Grizzlies, 44 points in the paint. Beat us by eight in the paint. And you would think that's kind of strange because Jaron Jackson Jr. is like the tallest player out there for us. Actually, he was the tallest player in the starting lineup because Golden State was small. Draymond Green started like as their center. And Draymond aimed at about six, 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 seven. And Jaron Jackson Jr. was 6'10", 6'11". But they got they scored more points in the paint because Jaron Jackson Jr. really isn't a guy who works in the paint like that. He works outside the paint, from outside. But it's good to see him put up these kind of numbers to come up huge like he came up in game six against Minnesota. It's good to see this. But this looks like it's going to be a very, very good series. But if I was the Grizzlies, I would be worried, though. You lose by one, but you still lose. When Draymond Green gets ejected, so he didn't play the entire second half. Steph Curry wasn't just really knocking down big shots and being Steph. Clay Thompson struggling with his shot. And they still won. But on the other end, you expect Desmond Bain to play better in game two. You hope Dylan Brooks plays better in game two offensively. 
Ja continues to be aggressive because he came out aggressive. He came out on a mission. And he was big time. And FedEx phone was packed. I mean, packed. I mean, they was rocking my childhood friends, my brothers. DJ Paul, Crunchy Black performed. The Mafia performed at halftime. Gangsta Boo. Had money bag, yo Gotti sitting courtside next to Josh's dad, T. So it was a lot of energy in the building. It was a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. And it's just a great atmosphere downtown Memphis today. Music festival, Grizzlies playoff with the Warriors in town. Beautiful day. The Most High has given us just a beautiful day. Beautiful everything downtown Memphis except the outcome of the game. Even though the game was extremely, extremely entertaining. And John Morant put on a show. Jaron Jackson Jr. put on a show. The Grizzlies and Warriors combined together put on a show. That's the kind of basketball you like to see. That's how basketball is supposed to be played. I mean, they were going at it. And as I said, the stage, the situation didn't appear too big for the young Grizzlies. Now, Steph and Clay and Draymond, they, they vets at this. They champions. They know what to expect. They know what to do. But now we go on to game two, which is Tuesday at FedEx Forum. The Grizzlies got to try to tie this series up one game apiece. And it should be another good one. The other NBA game that was scheduled on Sunday, the Eastern Conference Final Four got started. Milwaukee Bucks went to the Boston Celtics. You know, the Celtics just swept the Brooklyn Nets out of there, so they hadn't lost a game in the playoffs until today, which is Sunday. Milwaukee went into Boston and showed Boston why they are the defending NBA champions, even though they still without one of their best players, Chris Middleton. Really, their second best player, been hurt. They need him because they got that damn dude named Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis goes to Boston, and I, I knew it. See, Boston kind of pushed Kevin Durant around and was physical with him because Kevin Durant is kind of lean. Tough, but he lean. I knew that I knew that brand of defense was not going to work on Giannis because Giannis is thick, thicker than KD. And he showed Boston how thick and good he is. Went up there and got him a triple-double. He gave Boston 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Gave him a triple-double. Giannis Antetokounmpo is just a different type of dude. Because I don't even, if you, if you ask somebody who even watches the NBA, tell you, if you even ask them, name me three players on Milwaukee's team. They probably not going to be able to do it. That's the testament of a true superstar. This dude is a superstar. Giannis Antetokounmpo got to be the best player in the NBA. Now, he had help last year leading them to an NBA championship. But please, somebody, somebody named four, three players off Milwaukee's team last year. Now, don't go look it up. Name it. Same this year. 
But Giannis and the Bucks gave it to him. He got some help from Drew Holiday, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Bobby Portis, 15 points, 11 rebounds. And not only that, they played great defense. They were active on defense, moving their hands, moving their feet. The same way Boston was making it difficult for Kevin Durant and Kyrie to get shots, that's how Milwaukee was making it diff difficult for Boston's big two to get shots in the making. Jason Tatum, their superstar, had 21 points. Jalen Brown, their other young superstar, he had 12. But combined, they was only 10 of 31 from the field. And that, like I said, Milwaukee, very active on defense. They had them hands and them feet moving. They was getting at them. And you got to have defensive activity to win in big games and big time situations. And that's exactly what Milwaukee had. And that's exactly what they did. But as I said, when you got Giannis onto the Kumpo, man. And he was out there playground. He playground Boston one play. Threw, that, threw it off the backboard to himself and yammed it in. He played ground Boston. That's what he did. And hit him with a triple-double. So now the Bucs have taken home court advantage in that series. They're up one game tonight. One game tonight. And the Celtics threw up. They shot 53s, man. 53s. 53s. That's one of the reasons Milwaukee dominated, dominated them with points in the paint. Because Giannis is going to drive to the bucket and try to dunk on you. He's going to try to get to the rim, and a lot of times you can't stop him from getting to the rim. Now he got Bobby Portis down there putting in work. So Milwaukee dominated the points in the paint, 34 to 20 over the Boston Celtics. But Boston's settling for the three-pointer more, more often than not. They shot 53-pointers, made only 18 of them. But they shot 53s. Damn. It's a lot of three-pointers, man. So what happens is that when you shoot that many threes, a lot of times you're going to get a long rebound. Or you're going to get a rebound. And you know what long rebounds do? That lets the other team get out and transition. Start the fast break. And that's what Milwaukee you was doing. That's why they led in fast break points. 28 fast break points to, for the Bucks. Just eight for the Celtics. Because Milwaukee ain't trying to shoot all them threes. They got a game plan. Giannis, get, get this, get, but they, they play well, though. Then they went with a, book, a big lineup, too. Brooke Lopez, I, he, he played well down low. And Milwaukee played great defense. Why Boston shooting all those threes? Milwaukee said, okay, come on off the rim. Let's get to running. And Drew Holiday is just good. He's just a good, true point guard. So you shoot the threes, you miss, we run it. Shoot the three, you miss, we run it. That's what Milwaukee was in. So the Celtics just got bucked up. Milwaukee bucked up the Bulls in the first round. Now they just bucked up the Celtics in game one. And Giannis ain't going to let up now. That's just a, that's just a situation y'all going to have to deal with. So the Bucs take down the Boston Celtics one-on-one to 89. They lead the second round of series against them one game to none. 
Once again, the Warriors take down the Grizzlies 117-116, so Golden State wins, I mean, uh, uh, leads that series one game to none. So, good Sunday of basketball. Good atmosphere here in Memphis. Everybody that's listening that's don't live in Memphis, you don't know what you're missing when you come here. Like downtown Memphis was, was just absolute thumping and, and, and everybody having a good time. Beale Street Pack. Everybody had a good time. Even Grizzlies fans, even though we lost, they had a good time. Because sports is entertainment. And both of these teams, the Warriors and the Grizzlies, they entertained. But that's going to do it. And make sure y'all go over to YouTube. Subscribe to the Run Pass Option Podcast YouTube channel. And make sure you follow this. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I'm out. <laughs>